بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين in the name of Allah the most beneficent the most merciful I testify that there is no true God worthy of worship except Allah and that Muhammad is Allah's true slave and messenger inshallah we continue the explanation of uh, Surah Al-Kahf and we have reached uh, verse number 49 verse number 49 Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in this verse وَوَضِعَ الْكِتَابُ فَتَرَى الْمُجْرِمِينَ مُشْفِقِينَ مِمَّا فِيهِ وَيَقُولُونَ يَا وَيْلَتَنَا مَا لِهَذَا الْكِتَابِ لَا يُغَادِرُ صَغِيرَةً وَلَا كَبِيرَةً إِلَّا أَحْصَاهَا وَوَجَدُوا مَا عَمِلُوا حَاضِرًا وَلَا يَظْلِمُ رَبُّكَ أَحَدًا وَضِعَ الْكِتَابُ وُضِعَ الْكِتَابُ meaning وُزِعَ بَيْنَ النَّاسِ it had been spread amongst people فَآخِذٌ كِتَابَهُ بِيَمِينِهِ some taking the book by their right hand and others by their left hand and there فَتَرَى الْمُجْرِمِينَ and there فَتَرَى الْمُجْرِمِينَ and you will see the مُجْرِمِينَ meaning the kafirs the disbelievers and the oneness of Allah you find them afraid concerning what's written in the books and the records because they know what they have sent before themselves meaning what they have earned and this resembles the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala concerning the Jews whom the Jews who said in chapter 2 in Surah Al-Baqarah chapter 2 verse 80 the Jews said لَن تَمَسَّنَا النَّارُ إِلَّا أَيَّامًا مَعْدُودًا the Jews claimed that the fire of hell will not touch them except for few days except for few days in chapter 2 the fire will not touch us but for a few numbered days so they were challenged so they were challenged وَقِيلَ لَهُمْ and it was said to them قُلْ إِنْ كَانَتْ لَكُمُ الدَّارُ الْآخِرَةُ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ خَالِصَةً مِنْ دُونِ النَّاسِ فَتَمَنَّوُ الْمَوْتَ إِنْ كُنْتُمْ صَادِقِينَ it was said to them in chapter 2 the same chapter 2.94 قُلْ إِنْ كَانَتْ لَكُمُ الدَّارُ الْآخِرَةُ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ خَالِصَةً مِنْ دُونِ النَّاسِ Say Say to them If the home of the hereafter with Allah is indeed for you specially and not for others, meaning of mankind then long for death if you are truthful Look at the challenge Then long for death Hope for death if you are truthful And Allah tells about them that in the next verse, right away, وَلَنْ يَتَمَنَّوْهُ أَبَدًا وَلَنْ يَتَمَنَّوْهُ أَبَدًا بِمَا قَدَّمَتْ أَيْدِيهِمْ But they will never long for it because of what their hands have sent before them. Meaning of what they have done. 
So, why? Because they know that if they will die, they will be punished. And anyone who knows if he is going to die and punished, then he will not hope for, for, uh, for death, or long for death. So those people described in this verse, مُشْفِقُونَ مِمَّا فِي كِتَابِ اللَّهِ Allah says, وَوَضِعَ الْكِتَابُ And the book had been said, presented to them, فَتَرَى الْمُجْرِمِينَ مُشْفِقِينَ And you find the non-believers, مُشْفِقِينَ Fearing of what's there in the record, concerning what they have earned. They know. They know, يَعْلَمُونَ أَنَّهُ They know, أَنَّهُ مُحْتَوِنْ عَلَى الْفَضَائِحِ وَالسَّيِّئَاتِ الْعَظِيمَةِ They know that the book, their record, contains their scandals and their great mischief. And they will say, يَا وَيْلَتَنَا They will say, يَا وَيْلَتَنَا Can we have the verse again, please? Uh, 49, the beginning of it, of which, please? The beginning of, the, of it. So they will say, يَا وَيْلَتَنَا Woo to us. They will say, Woo to us. What sort of book is this? مَا لِهَذَا الْكِتَابِ أَيُّ شَيْءٍ لِهَذَا الْكِتَابِ Woo to us. What sort of book is this? لَا يُغَادِرُ صَغِيرَةً وَلَا كَبِيرَةً إِلَّا أَحْصَاهَا This book that leaves neither a small thing nor a big thing but has recorded it with numbers. In this verse it is as if they are complaining complaining regarding this book. وَلَكِنْ هَذَا لَا يَنْفَعُهُمْ This will be of no avail to them. وَوَجَدُوا مَا عَمِلُوا حَاضِرًا So they will find all that they did place before them. So they will find their recompense. حَاضِرًا All present. Nothing left. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَوَجَدُوا مَا عَمِلُوا حَاضِرًا وَلَا يَظْلِمُ رَبُّكَ أَحَدًا وَلَا يَظْلِمُ رَبُّكَ أَحَدًا And your Lord treats no one with injustice. Why? This is because of His perfect justice. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. And thus, لَا يَزِيدُ عَلَى مُسِيءٍ سَيِّئَةً وَاحِدًا he does not add an evil deed to an evil doer. And he does not take away a good deed, one single deed, from any good doer. قال الله تعالى وَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ in Surah Taha 20 verse 112 وَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِنَ الصَّالِحَاتِ وَهُوَ مُؤْمِنْ فَلَا يَخَافُ ظُلْمًا وَلَا هَضْمًا وَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِنَ الصَّالِحَاتِ وَهُوَ مُؤْمِنْ فَلَا يَخَافُ ظُلْمًا وَلَا هَضْمًا And he who works deeds of righteousness while he is a believer in Tawheed, in Islamic monotheism, then he will have no fear of injustice nor of any curtailment of his reward. And this verse is a very important verse. وَلَا يَظْلِمُ رَبُّكَ أَحَدًا This is statement, and your Lord treats no one with injustice. This is from what is called negative attributes, attributes of negation. 
الصفات السلبية attributes of negation and these are very important ones attributes of negation pertaining to Allah however we should remember that most of the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are from the type which are affirmed attributes like the the life, the knowledge, the ability the mentioning of the attributes of negation is limited with respect to those that are affirmed however no one will really believe in the attributes of negation except by except by fulfilling two conditions number one number one negating this attribute a particular attribute secondly affirming an opposite now affirming its perfect opposite first therefore concerning the belief in such attributes first of all we have to negate this attributes that it does not befit Allah secondly we have to affirm its perfect opposite we have to affirm its perfect opposite so just negation on its own the negation that does not affirm the perfect opposite is not from the attributes of Allah the negation that does not affirm the perfect opposite is not from the attributes of Allah meaning that every matter which Allah negated about himself then implicit in this negation is the affirmation of the perfect opposite is the affirmation of the perfect opposite and we will have examples on this so the negation if it does not comprise the opposite the perfect opposite then it may be either that the one described by it is not fit for this description and if it does not comprise perfection the opposite itself is not perfect then this could be to the incompetence of the one being described by such an attribute and if it is merely negation merely negation just mere negation then it is something that has no perfection whatsoever in it and to Allah belongs all the perfect attributes Allah states in Surah An-Nahl chapter 16 verse 60 and to Allah belongs the highest description let's take an example Don't we say, don't we say that the wall, the wall does not treat with injustice? Let's put this statement. Let's take this assumption here now. The wall does not treat with injustice. Is this because of the perfection of wall? No. Why? Because the wall it's not fitting that it accepts the description of injustice neither it is described with justice 
neither it is described with justice so negating injustice just negating injustice from the wall is not considered perfection and if you now describe a person that he does not treat with injustice because he is a weak man he does not recompense the wrong deed by its like because he is a weak man that does not is not able to stand up for himself then you are not praising him this is not praising him so this is not considered perfection so in short every description which Allah described himself with, with and it is a negation then we must believe that first of all it is negated from Allah not only that we must affirm its perfect opposite let's take an example from the Quran now Surah Al-Ahqaf please listen to this verse carefully and see it carefully and contemplate it carefully 46.33 أَوَلَمْ يَرَوْا أَنَّ اللَّهَ الَّذِي خَلَقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضَ وَلَمْ يَعْيَ بِخَلْقِهِنَّ بِقَادِرٍ عَلَىٰ أَنْ يُحْيَى الْمَوْتَىٰ فَلَا إِنَّهُ عَلَىٰ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٍ Let's take this verse Do they not see that Allah who created the heavens and the earth and was not wearied by their creation underline this negation there is a negation here let's put the negation alone inshallah and was not near wearied can we put the negation alone please and was not wearied by their creation this is the point of evidence is able to give life to the dead yes he surely is able to do all things now let's have this uh, negated uh, attribute here and was not wearied by their creation exactly Mashallah, and was not wearied by their creation so here there is a negation of weariness which is inability why why because of the affirmation of its perfect opposite and the perfect opposite of wearying of weariness is what what is the perfect opposite of weariness ability the ability perfect ability so therefore in this way when it is negated when there is this negation of weariness then we believe that it is negated secondly we believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is qualified with the perfect opposite and his perfect ability also let us take another example to make this inshallah very clear in surah qaf chapter 50 verse 38 وَلَقَدْ خَلَقْنَا السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضَ وَمَا بَيْنَهُمَا فِي سِتَّةِ أَيَّامٍ وَمَا مَسَّنَا مِنْ لُغُوبٍ and indeed we have created the heavens and the earth and all between them in six days and let's underline therefore the negation and nothing of fatigue touched us and nothing of fatigue touched us let's have this inshallah nothing of fatigue touched Allah why? because of the perfect opposite 
the perfect opposite that he Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is qualified with the perfect opposite and that his perfect ability perfect ability so now we affirm from this negation we affirm the perfect opposite and it's Allah's perfect ability and not perfect ability so here we say that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala your Lord treats no one with injustice why? why? because of his the opposite now because of his fill the blanks because of his perfect now you fill the blanks inshallah look at the statement of negation Allah treats no one with injustice this is negation because of his perfect what? justice exactly because of his perfect justice there is a deviant sect there is a deviant this, is, this deviant sect is the basis for most of the deviant sects in Islam in, in, amongst Muslims, I should say, deviant sect, the Jahmites, Jahmiya. This deviant sect. They said that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala treats no one with injustice. Why? Because it is not possible for him to do so. Because it is not possible for him to do so. So we say to them in response, this is not the truth, because Allah, because in the hadith al-Qudsi, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, oh my slaves, in the hadith al-Qudsi, oh my slaves, I have forbidden injustice. On myself. This is the response from the hadith. And this hadith is in Sahih Muslim. Look, how can you understand it? Look at the hadith carefully. All my slaves, I have forbidden injustice on myself. This indicates that he is able to do it. You see, this indicates that Allah is able to do it able, okay, to do it, but he had forbidden it on himself because of, because of, fill the blanks, because of what, because of his, perfect, fill the blanks now again, because of his perfect, because of his perfect justice. Exactly, exactly. Then we continue now, verse 50. وَإِذْ قُلْنَا لِلْمَلَائِكَةِ اسْجُدُوا لِآدَمَ وَإِذْ قُلْنَا لِلْمَلَائِكَةِ اسْجُدُوا لِآدَمَ فَسَجَدُوا إِلَّا إِبْلِيسَ كَانَ مِنَ الْجِنِّ فَفَسَقَ عَنْ أَمْرِ رَبِّهِ أَفَتَتَّخِذُونَهُ وَذُرِّيَتَهُ أَوْلِيَاءَ مِنْ دُونِي وَهُمْ لَكُمْ the following and remember when we said to the angels prostrate to Adam so they prostrated except Iblis except Satan, Shaitan he was one of the jinns he was one of the jinns he disobeyed the command of his Lord will you then take him Iblis, Shaitan, the devil 
and his offspring as protectors and helpers rather than me, Allah, while they are enemies to you? What an evil is the exchange for the polytheists and the wrongdoers? So, here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَإِذْ قُلْنَا لِلْمَلَائِكَةِ Meaning, mention to them, to this ummah, mention to them, so that they will learn and contemplate and take heed. And they come to know the merits of the children of Adam with Allah. And then he said, when we said, let them remember this command of us, so that they know the virtue of the children of Adam. Then Allah speaks about it. He said, when we said to the angels, prostrate to Adam, the angels are from the world of the unseen, from the unperceived realities. Allah created them from light. As the Prophet ﷺ said to us, إِنَّ اللَّهَ خَلَقَهُمْ مِنْ نُورٍ خُلِقَتِ الْمَلَائِكَةُ مِنْ نُورٍ The angels were created from light. And the jinn, the jinn were, called, were created from the fire. And Adam was created from what had been described to you, meaning from clay. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran as well as in the hadith which you heard that he had created the jinn from the fire and that he created mankind from the clay. So the creatures which we know of are the angels from light, the jinn from fire and man from clay. So the angels are from the world of the unseen and the believing in them is part of one pillar of the faith one of the particular pillars of faith and the particular pillars of faith in Islam are six who can name them for me? okay they are the belief in Allah in his angels the messengers the books and the last day and the belief in the uh, pre-decree and the belief in the pre-decree right right now so the belief in the angels the belief in the angels is one, as you see, of the six pillars of faith. One of the six pillars of faith. And the angels are unlike the devils. Unlike the devils. And they are more capable than the devils. And more, and more pure than them. And they have more influence. Not applicable to the devils for example the devils cannot penetrate the heavens anyone who will attempt to do so will be pursued by a flaming fire of piercing brightness however the angels ascend the heavens and they take the souls of the children of Adam who die until it reaches Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and in addition they have filled the heavens, the angels so we believe in the angels with certainty and that they are part of the unperceived realities however they can be part of the perceived realities when they take shape and take forms 
and they can take shape and forms of humans as Jibreel, Gabriel, peace be upon him came to the Prophet ﷺ in the form of a man and not only that the Prophet ﷺ saw him twice having 600 wings filling the horizon and this is only one angel and this tells of the this angel's greatness and not only that of the greatness of his creator Allah and this formation by the angels it is not based upon their own transformation meaning independent from Allah no this is by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who gave them this ability to change and take shapes and form and condition themselves by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then here Allah says what was the command prostrate to Adam in the verse prostrate to Adam some of the people said that the command here refers to sujudu tahiyyah meaning a prostration of salutation not a prostration which on the forehead why? because they were trying to flee from the concept that prostrating on the forehead is only to Allah can be only to Allah however we must take the verse on its obvious meaning and we say that prostration basically is on the forehead and when it is a command of Allah and when it comes as an obedience to command of Allah then in this way it is not shirk take for example killing of oneself killing of a person unjustly is from the major sins however if it comes due to a command by Allah then it becomes an act of obedience to Allah here Ibrahim Prophet Ibrahim Abraham was commanded to slaughter his son and he obeyed the command of Allah and was about to execute it and you know killing one son and slaughtering him this is severing the kinship however when it became as an act of obedience to Allah's command it turned to be an act of obedience it's obvious and when the what's intended by Allah from the trial to Ibrahim manifested in itself and Allah knew and he knew in his foreknowledge that Ibrahim will will comply then after that the unease was lifted the unease was lifted and Allah substituted Ibrahim with a sheep instead of his son so prostrating to Adam had it not been a command from Allah it would have been shirk however when it was a command by Allah then it is an act of obedience to him Adam who is Adam Adam is the father of mankind Allah created him from clay and he created him by his own hands Allah created Adam by his own hands 
Allah states in the Quran. قَالَ يَا إِبْلِيسُ أَوْ سَيْتَنَ مَا مَنَعَكَ أَنْ تَسْجُدَ لِمَا خَلَقْتُ بِيَدَيْ What prevented you from prostrating to the one whom I created by my own hands? And in the conversation that took between Musa and Adam, took place between Musa and Adam, as the Prophet ﷺ told us in Bukhari and Muslim, the report, Musa said to Adam, أَنْتَ آدَمَ الَّذِي خَلَقَكَ اللَّهُ بِيَدِهِ you are Adam, whom Allah created by your hand, by His hands. And when people, on the day of resurrection, they go to the prophets seeking them to intercede before Allah, they go to Adam first. The people go to Adam. They tell him, Ya Adamu, Anta Abu al-Bashar, Allahu biyadih. O Adam, you are the father of mankind. Allah created you by his own hands. So here, therefore, Adam, who is Adam? Adam is the father of humanity. Allah created him by his own hands. The people of knowledge said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not create by his hands except, except three. Adam is one. Second, the Eden paradise. Is the second one. Allah created it by His hands. And the third, Allah wrote the Torah by His hands. Allah wrote the Torah for Musa, for Moses, by His own hands. And this came in the hadith of the conversation that took place between Musa and Adam. Adam said to Musa, Anta Musa, you are Moses. Allahu bikalami, Allah chosen you by his words, speaking to you directly, meaning. Then he told him, And he wrote by his own ends. In another narration, it said, he wrote the Torah for you by his own hands. These are three things, all was by Allah's hands. However, with respect to other than Adam from the creation, is created by the word kun, by the word kun be, and it will be. And Adam is a prophet, he is not a messenger. Because the first messenger sent to mankind, who is he? Who is the first messenger sent to mankind? Who is the first messenger sent to mankind? Nuh alayhi salam, yes. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent Nuh when people disputed. This is mentioned in Surah Al-Baqarah 2, 2.13. Mankind were one nation, meaning on Tawheed. Then after that they disputed. Then Allah sent the messengers with glad tidings and warnings. 
أول مسنجر وسنت the first messenger sent was نوح عليه السلام and this is evident from where the evidence is from the hadith of the intercession the long hadith of intercession when people go to the prophets and messengers when people go to the prophets and messengers seeking them to intercede before Allah so they will come to Nuh in the hadith فَيَأْتُونَ نُوحًا they will come to Nuh and they say يَا نُوح O Nuh أَنْتَ أَوَّلُ الرُّسُلُ you are the first of the messengers إلى أهل الأرض to the people of, of the, on the earth and this is an agreed upon hadith Adam Nabiyun Mukallam Adam Nabiyun Mukallam meaning he was a prophet and that Allah spoke to him Allah spoke to him it is reported in Musnad Imam Ahmad and in Abu Dawood and Ibn Hibban in the hadith number 361 in Ibn Hibban from the hadith of Abi Dar Qala Qultu ya Rasulullah O Messenger of Allah Ayyul anbiya'i kana awwal Who of the prophets was the first? Qala Adam Qala Adam meaning was Adam Qultu ya Rasulullah I said O Messenger of Allah وَنَبِيٌّ كَانْ Was he a prophet? He said قَالَ نَعَمْ نَبِيٌّ مُكَلَّمْ He was a prophet spoken to And this hadith had been authenticated by Al-Albani in Al-Mishka So if someone says now كَيْفَ يَكُونُ نَبِيًّا وَلَا يَكُونُ رَسُولًا How come he could be a prophet but not a messenger? The answer is He is a prophet and not a messenger. Why? Because there was no need for message. Because the people were on one nation, one tawheed, and the people did not yet dissipate. And yet they did not enter into the fitna in this life. They were few. And they used to take an example in their father, Adam, and act accordingly. However, when it became a greater nation and dissipated, they differed, and then Allah sent the messengers. So they prostrated. They prostrated. They prostrated. Except Iblis, except the devil, Shaitan. He rejected. So Iblis was the shaitan. He rejected. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informed us of the reason. So, Allah says then, can we have the verse please in the beginning? So commanded to When we said to the angels, prostrate yourselves unto Adam, so they prostrated except Iblis. Except Iblis, devil. Allah made it clear. Kana min al-jinn. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this grammatically independent 
statement, he was one of the jinns. In order to make it clear who is Iblis, his essence, that he is from the jinn, and he is their father. This Iblis, he disobeyed the command of his Lord. Naam. However, if someone comes and say now, that it, the apparent from the Quran could mean that Iblis was from the angels. Where it says here, and remember when we said to the angels prostrate to Adam, so they prostrated except Iblis. Someone may think now that the apparently here, that Satan is from the angels. Yes, the Quran indicates that the command, the command was addressed to Iblis as it was addressed to the angels. But what? The ulama are with the opinion that he, Iblis, used to come to the angels and sit with them. And therefore the addressing, therefore the addressing came to this gathering from the angels who were created from light and to shaitan who were created from the fire. So the angels went on with their origin being created from light. And shaitan went to his origin created from fire and therefore he disdained and disobeyed and arguing falsely. What did he say? As in Surah Al-A'raf 7, 12, we take the Quran all together of course. I am better than him. Better than who? Than Adam. So how come, this is the argument of Iblis. How come then you command me to prostrate to one whom I am better than him then he went to another quote unquote rationalistic disobedience methodology when he said خلقتني من نار look at the argument خلقتني من نار وخلقته من صين you created me look at this you created me from fire and him you created from clay so he thought himself being what? Stronger, better, and etc. However, from this we know that the one created from clay is better than the one created from fire. The one created from this blazing fire is an indication, is an indication of craziness. You see the fire going left and right. No place of settlement for it. Drawing zoom, zoom right and left. <coughs> Imam Ibn Qayyim, rahimahullah, in his book, Igathatul Lahsan, mentioned many differences between the clay and between fire. Now suppose, for the sake of argument, on the other hand, suppose, just for the sake of argument, if he was created now, and we know he's created from fire, and that he was better than Adam, is it more fitting for him to obey the command of his creator and prostrate to Adam لَكِنَّهُ أَبَا وَاسْتَكْبَرُ but he disdained and disobeyed so therefore from this verse we know that the statement let's have the verse again sister uh, Jazakallah Khair Ahmed 
the same verse at the very beginning only the الجملة الاستئنافية and remember when we said to the angels prostrate to Adam so they prostrated except Iblis now look at this verse he was one of the jinns this is known in Arabic جملة استئنافية this is known in Arabic the grammatical Arabic جملة استئنافية grammatically independent statement of that which precedes it so what precedes it so they prostrated to accept Iblis then it was then independently made clear that Iblis was of the jinn he was of the jinns he was of the jinns this is an establishing and independent information he was one of the jinns then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says will you then take him Iblis and his offspring as protectors and helpers rather than me while they are enemies to you so this addressing is to Iblis and his offspring do you take them as protectors and helpers and then you turn to worship shaitan and you leave the worship of Ar-Rahman Allah made this very clear in Surah Yasin 36, 60, 61 cautioning the children of Adam أَلَمْ أَعْهَدْ إِلَيْكُمْ يَا بَنِي آدَمَ أَلَّا تَعْبُدُوا الشَّيْطَانِ إِنَّهُ لَكُمْ عَدُوٌ مُبِينٌ وَأَنْ يَعْبُدُونِي هَذَا صِرَاطٌ مُسْتَقِيمٌ Didn't I Didn't I not ordain for you or children of Adam that you should not worship shaitan Verily he is a plain enemy to you and that you should worship me alone That is a straight path So the, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about the shaitan his zurriya, his offspring, meaning those who were born to him some of the righteous predecessors were asked from those who dig deep in the questions there are those who dig deep in questioning without benefits and there are those who ask for knowledge and for benefits difference between the two some of them said were, uh, they asked some of the salaf is there a wife for shaitan? This righteous predecessor answered, قَالَ إِنِّي لَمْ أَحْضُرَ الْعَقْدِ I didn't attend the ceremony of the contract. Look at this great answer. I didn't attend the ceremony of the contract. This is a nice befitting answer to such deep questions with the, which would have no, no benefit to them. There is no need. There is no need for such question. We believe that he has offspring. Whether from a wife or no wife, we don't know. Didn't Allah create Eve from Adam? Certainly. Then it is permissible for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to create an offspring to Iblis, to Shaitan from him as Allah created, Adam, uh, created Eve from Adam. These matters are matters of the unperceived realities. We shouldn't bring matters to it that add to what is in the text. Because these matters are above our levels. We believe that Iblis has offspring. However, is it incumbent on us to believe that he has a wife or not? It is not incumbent on us. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Awliya amin protectors and helpers, 
other or besides me other than me while they are enemies to you here is the point of denial enemies for you how come you take them how come you take people as enemies to you when they are enemies to you and take them as helpers and protectors this is from Safa this is from foolishness and from the imperfection of intellect and lack of good disposal of affairs that a man takes his enemy as helper and protector what an evil then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says what an evil is the exchange for the polytheists when they substitute the good for the evil that they take wali the shaitan as wali over the believers over Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and those zalimeen it refers to the kafirs because they took the shaitan and his offspring generally they took shaitan and offspring look underline generally generally they took shaitan and the offspring as their helpers and protectors and we can say as well that it also refers not only to the kafirs and the like but it also refers to those of a lesser degree not at a state of kufr they will have the degree of sharing the shaitan in protection and help in as much as they turn away from taking Allah as a protector and helper we can stop here inshallah ta'ala and then we continue in the next week the explanation of verse number 51 so we have reached number 51 walhamdulillah rabbil alameen wa sallallahu ala muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam